Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Han Way. My name is Ian Han, and it is the end of May. Wow, what a beautiful week we've been having so far. Oh my god. If only I had a job so I can hate the weather, but you know what? I'm actually not so mad that, you know, it was one thing that I didn't have a job in the winter, and I'm like, I have no job, and I'm stuck inside, but I could be stuck inside making money. And now it's like, dude, I don't even want to go to work anymore. Actually, that's the total opposite of the truth. I want money so bad. Um, so a lot of crazy freaking things happened this week. Um, not really that crazy in general, but we did just get a crazy freaking trailer that I never thought I would ever get that came out literally 45 minutes before I came on today. And that was Rambo part five. Oh my God. That's great. So Sylvester Stallone, um, you know, it's funny when like Sylvester Stallone sounds more easy to understand like now than when he did like 10, 20 years ago. I'm just saying like, okay, that's weird. I'm not trying to be rude. I mean, like, obviously, it's uh, it's been, like, a joke and a half to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, you can make fun of his voice all day long. But, I mean, the guy is worth so much money, and despite being in his uh, 70, I think we said 72, the guy can probably still flatten me like a freaking pancake, so I'm not going to really try to make fun of him that much. But, yeah, this movie just is kind of one of those things that uh, Austin and I literally were talking about, saying, like, no one and their mom asked for this. I don't even know when the fourth one came out. I'm not even going to look it up because, like, it's been a while. I mean, come on. Like, it was one thing when he did, like, the last Rocky movie and he's like, this is my last one. Now he's, like, the coach for, like, you know, um, Apollo or the Apollo Creed's son. I forgot. Is it Apollo Jr.? I don't remember his name. I feel so bad. But, like, it was one thing when he became, like, he's, like, the new coach, and it's, like, it's a, it's the passing of the torch, and I'm, like, they can make, like, three or four Apollo, uh, Creed movies before they get kind of stale, because it's, you know, it's the whole Rocky franchise, and I think that's really cool. But, you know, I just don't think Rambo, who can, you know, who's doing 70, he's doing 70-year-old stunts and stuff, and I think we also have to have, like, an official mandate that... Every old man trailer who's like, this is my last movie, should always display Johnny Cash's Hurt. It worked amazing in the trailer for uh, Old Man Logan with uh, Hugh Jackman, but I think it just would work so much better that every single old person would have like, I hurt myself today just to see if I still, whatever the hell that song goes. Because like, I think it would just be so funny. Because he's just like, I'm Rambo, and I'm 72. Vietnam hasn't happened for like over 50 years, 60 years now. And you're trying to tell me that you're still, I still remember. I still remember it all. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, well, I, I don't remember how many Rambo movies there are, but apparently there's five now. And, um... It's going to be like kind of fun because like the whole old man empowerment thing. I mean, the new the ter new Terminator movie came out and apparently this is supposed to be the official term third Terminator movie. So like T3, Salvation, Genesis, am I missing any of the other like random ones? This is supposed to be the true conclusion to uh the Terminator franchise. So like don't pay any mind to those other stupid things. So basically what I'm trying to hear is um, Terminator has officially become the new X-Men. Basically, forget about all those other movies that kind of ended or something like that. Those don't count. Fuck you. They don't count at all anymore. Um, I guess I'm guessing that's what it's kind of going to be. Um, 
because like I think Dark Phoenix is supposed to be like their end game, and now it's like, oh, we're gonna totally bring these people into the uh, MCU, and I'm like, I really don't need them in the MCU to be completely honest with you. But you know, I don't ever get what I want. Also, uh, some cool, fun things for Mortal Kombat, I believe, just happen. Is that uh, MK11 just got some uh, awesome new poses that um, are actually iconic to the original uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Which, um, for Sir Scorpion and Sub-Zero, is when they just jump in the air and they do the whole, yeah, like they do the, they fist the air. And I think that's actually super cool. And um, I can't wait to get that now. I wonder if they get that to you for free. Uh-oh, it looks locked. Oh, and they give us another cool jade one. That's actually really cool looking. Oh, and now they're just showing off everyone's now. But um, I think that is kind of cool. Um, just a couple more things to grind out before the DLC shows up. Apparently that uh, they started dropping some hints of that yesterday, which is uh, that was the 29th Wednesday. The first official episode of Weeb Wednesdays came out, and I did not know until like 10 minutes before they came on, so I didn't get a chance to kind of plug it out because I was out doing stuff at that time, and I felt really bad. But um, that was still really cool. Uh, Weeb Wednesdays is officially uh, on uh, AP Radio, so if you guys want to check out my uh, take on uh, anime and manga... Or uh, we're kind of be calling it Magame a little bit from now on, so I can kind of get myself into the habit of saying it like that instead of just spending time talking about it. I just did an episode that will be appearing on June 5th as I talk about my favorite characters from anime and manga. Also, I just realized that on the 26th, uh, they are starting to rebroadcast some of my shows. So, in case you guys are someone who's a strict radio person only, um, we might be doing some occasional. We might be doing some occasional uh, rewatches or reruns and stuff like that. So you can actually hear me anytime throughout the day. So that's going to be kind of cool. But after all, we are trying to kind of get our content up a little bit more. So maybe from here on out, maybe I won't be so much of a sweary little sailor. So you guys don't get that all butt hurt at me. But who knows how that's going to go? Maybe uh, we Wednesdays will be that whole. It's Wednesday night. It's time to curse. Who knows how it's going to go. Um, so besides all that stuff that's been going on, there have been some pretty cool stuff I'll talk about in a little bit. But... Wow, I just have like a million tabs on YouTube just open at home. So here's a funny little story. Uh, a teacher in Florida apparently wrote uh, WTF is this on a student's homework and a mother got mad. Look, I am 100% conflicted on this story. On one hand, I'm like, okay, mothers get angry over the dumbest shit. I'm sorry. They do. I mean, I can tell you two things. I think the two times my mom ever actually got angry at my school. And they were both, like, more legitimate reasons than anything. Like, the first one that it was just recently happened, my sister had a, uh, a lack of teachers, so she wouldn't be able to take a, a certain class to get an honors diploma. Now, it's one thing if she just wasn't, you know, if she didn't have the high grade to take the class and she couldn't get it. That's one thing. If pre-calculus was way too difficult for her and then she couldn't go to, on the calculus, that's one thing. But when she doesn't have a teacher that is specialized in calculus, how can you uh, say, well, okay, well, she can't get the diploma because we don't have the opportunity given to her. Because, like, I think that the diploma is, like, you need so many semesters of math or so many, like, years of math. And I think she needs to take Algebra 2, which she's taking junior year. So then she'll have to take pre-calculus over the summer so she can take calculus during her uh, senior year. Or something along those lines, because it's like you have to take that kind of course or something along those um, along that kind of uh, mile or something. It's just something that you have to do, because I think that's just you know it's. And then my mom was rightfully upset because she's like, "Well, why don't you just get a new teacher?" <coughs> Excuse me. And then she's just all like, "Oh, I don't know." And then like they finally had enough pe parents get outraged because it's like. 
these kids are working really hard. My sister is doing a lot more than I ever will do in high school. Her, her work ethic is amazing, while mine was kind of like gasping for air the entire time. So, <clears throat> excuse me again, geez. So that was kind of like, it's really nice to see that, you know, it's like my mom was really standing up for her. Like, and that's an outrage. Nowadays, parents get outraged over really anything. And it's like, it is kind of weird whenever like, okay, we're going to talk about slavery. And then the teacher's all like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop making black kids slaves. It's bad enough that they were actually slaves at a time. Like, not in them specifically, but their race were slaves. I don't know. It's like, I understand there's a thing about accuracy, but then there's a whole idea between accuracy and just, you know, being completely weird. You know what I mean? But this is just kind of silly. I think it is kind of funny. Let me see. Um... Absolutely no credit was also added on the top. That's hilarious. It was very inappropriate and not acceptable for a teacher whatsoever. I don't know. I have had a lot of teachers kind of straight up be mean to me. I think I have I actually have two great stories of when a teacher was fucking mean to me. And I mean like really mean to me. The first one um, was when I was in the sixth grade. My mom helped me with a uh, art project. If you guys don't know, I uh, don't have commissions ever open for art because I suck at art. I can't draw to save my goddamn life. Unless you want a shit commission of art, please follow me on Twitter at ianhan 11 My commission bar might be open one day. Who knows? But the thing I'm trying to say is it's kind of like, okay... My mom was nice enough to help me because we were doing like the Aztecs versus the Spanish and then the Aztec fought hard, but they died. I drew the Aztecs and my mom drew the conquistadors. Obviously, one was better than the other, but my mom actually helped me fill in the lines. And then she could have been like, oh, she was jumping on the spear. So I turned it in. And like about a day or two later, when she started to grade them, she pulled me out. We had indoor recess, so she pulled me out of a chess game I was having with a friend, and she kind of pushed me against the wall and said, "Did you actually draw this?" And I thought it was really weird and very rude, honestly. And I'm like, "Yeah," because I did draw. I drew everything except for the conquistador's legs, which were bent. Because I couldn't do it, and my mom showed me how to do it, and I couldn't do it, so she did it for me, but she helped me do it, so I can also, like, I traced the line, so I could have figured out how to do it, and I did it for the other ones. It was just, like, one or two that were really thick outlines that were really good that I didn't do. And, of course, she really helped me with the overall body, so whenever I started tracing and started doing it myself and tried to do the copy-paste kind of method, but with a pencil... It got a little bit better because my mom is probably in the process of teaching me how to draw because I, if I ever ask her and she ever wants to do it one day, it would be really cool. But then she goes on a whole nother tangent and she's like, well, I went to every single teacher that you had since you got here. And I started in fourth grade. So she asked my fourth grade teacher, my fifth grade teacher, and every other teacher in the junior high. So she asked my math teacher. She asked my English teacher. She asked my science teacher. And I think she even fucking asked a gym, gym teacher. And the gym teacher's like, I don't fucking know. I just teach gym. But no one cared. It was just like, haha, Ian can't draw, loser. And it kind of just got to that point that I'm like, wow. You literally had to ask every student. And I'm like, that's just unnecessarily cruel. But like, and I told my mom about it and she gave me a C for the assignment. And my mom was like, wow, what a bitch. And that was the end of that entire conversation. She didn't go complain because yeah, she did draw for me, but not once did we ever hear that that was going to be like repercussions because of it. And it's just like, really, I did knock down two letter grades because my mom was nice to me and actually helped me do something because she's like, oh, I'm going to be grading for your artistic talent. So, yeah, no shit, I'm going to ask my mom who actually draws for a living or, you know, draws on her own spare time to help me do this. Christ, why wouldn't I? Anyway, so that was one of my bad teacher stories. And the other one was actually in college. And this guy was a dick. He was like this kind of guy who he was old school black, which meant that 
he thought every white person was shit because he grew up with every white person thinking black people were shit. And yeah, I can uh, I can give him a little more credit, but he should know that I wasn't. I was always nice to him. I was always trying to be courteous because, you know, he's a professor. He's this, he's that. And the first thing he ever does to us, he says like, oh, none of y'all will pass my class. You All y'all will fail. And it was just political science 101. And the way he did shit was just so dumb and stuff like that. And, um, and the first test came by and I was really nervous for it because I wanted to get as many points as possible because I only had to have so many points or else I would only get so many grades. And I, and I was so scared. And I got a high B, which was like, I think it was actually an 86%. And the reason I, uh, and the reason that I th- that I, th- I remember this grade percentage was because, you know, I think that's a pretty good grade. Honestly, I didn't study that much. The study guide I got was kind of like, eh, whatever, I just did it. And kind of didn't really use it for reference or anything like that. And uh, in my opinion, it's like 86%. It's like, okay, I only really missed 14% of the test. I missed like less than like 15% of a test. I think that's actually a really good score. And I think most of it was from the, like, essay questions because I just didn't have enough time to write enough in it. But, like, I felt like they were enough points, and, like, really, he didn't take that many points off, so, like, I missed a couple, like, multiple-choice questions and, like, fucked up a little bit on the essay questions. And, again, 86 isn't that bad, and I think it was, like, most people in that class got, like, there was, like, about, like, maybe, like, seven or eight A's for that test. The majority were B's and C's. More C's than B's, I think the B's, like, I was in, like, the, I was, like, in the top percentile of, like, kids. Like, maybe, like, out of, like, the 40 kids in that class. It was a pretty big class. I was in that top, like, third or so that got the uh, the B. Most people got the C. And, like, maybe, like, all together, like, 10 people got, like, a D and an F. It was, like, a decent amount. And I think I got, like, at least a B or an A in every single test. But this was the first and the most extravagant uh, example. He had a see me at the uh, bottom of it. And um, I'm like, okay, I wonder why he wants me to see him. I wonder if he wants to be like, okay. Because, you know, sometimes like sometimes teachers will be like, okay, if you can just, this is just a silly mistake. If you literally tell me the right answer, I'll just take these points back, you know, or like, you know, um, double check my math and he, his math was correct and stuff like that, but maybe he could have been like really cool. And this might've been the time that he would have been like, okay, literally I'll just bump up your grade, like two or three points. If you tell me what this is, you know? Oh no, 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 no. That was not the case at all. He, um, he asked me, um, do I need tutoring or do I need special help? You need to fill out this form if you have a disability. And I said, I got a B. I got a pretty, I got a high mid B at 86%. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I said, I literally got a pretty good grade. And I'm pretty sure there are some people with D's and F's that didn't have it. Because I knew who got the D's and the F because they were like, ah, shit, I got a D or I got an F. Like, and he said, don't tell your grade. We, they don't, they're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, they were like those kind of people. And I didn't see them stick behind. No, they didn't stay behind at all. So I was honestly pissed off that these people who had like D's and F's, they just got to walk by. But the white guy who got a B was like, are you mentally slow? And then someone's like, you should totally report him. And I'm like, you know what? He's not fucking worth it. I did tell uh, a guidance counselor, though, and they said, okay, well, we're going to have to talk to him about that. That's fucking rude. And it was, and I really did not like him at all. And when he, and actually, he was, we, he retired, and I think he just died recently, and I'm like, good. I'm not much of a kind of person who wishes ill on a, the dead or something, but he was kind of a douchebag, you know, for someone who, like, I was just trying to be nice to him the entire semester, and he was just a super douche to me. And I'm like, you know, this is like, there's a, there's a difference between, like, I understand, like, if I drop the N-word on you, like, every two seconds, yeah, hate me, but, like, I was trying to be a nice student, and, like, he was being really rude, and I'm like, those are the two times, like, teachers are really mean to me, and I told my mom both of those stories, and she's like, oh, well, teachers suck, 
because that's how it used to be. And now it's like all these fucking helicopter parents are so triggered every second a teacher wants to, you know, tell a kid, hey, how about you try a little harder? And I know that I'm trying to circle back to that, but whatever. Um, the teacher should be reprimanded. Ugh. Really? Really? I'm sorry, but as far as, like, what I'm concerned, that's a pretty funny fucking joke. If I had a teacher... I ha if I had a fucking teacher who, uh... Did that to me and said, what the fuck is this? No credit. I'd be mad, but at the same time, I'd be like, yeah, that's right, because it's really shit. There was a test I took that was so bad. I think I had like a 20% on the whole thing because it was so bad. And he's all like, dude, I might as well just give you like a do-over because like this might drop you to a D. <laughs> this might drop you to a D and you will not recover. No matter if you get an A and everything else, it'll be be that low of a grade. And I'm like, I'm like, how is that a D then? He's like, I'm being nice. It's actually going to be like an F. And like, no matter what you do, you might get a D in this class. And I'm like, yikes. He's like, yeah, I'll just let you redo it. And I'm like, yeah, because I didn't give a shit about the movie. It was American Beauty of all things. And now it's like, it's really awkward when like Kevin Spacey is like a gay child molester. And like, uh... He's just, you know, doing stuff, and I guess that's kind of weird, and now it's like it's just really weird when it's like, wow, that movie was like half right of a documentary. If the guy was, if the, if the, if the girl was switched to a boy, it'd be really, really weird. I think they do mention the fact about that, so that is kind of weird. Ugh, God, American Beauty is so overrated, I'm sorry. It is like, I, I started thinking into it. And I'm like, man, this movie's stupid. When <laughs> I thought about it. And I still think about it. And I'm like, wow, this movie is actually really dumb. And I think that's just kind of that thing about like those really deep movies. <clears throat> like even Birdman, a movie that I think is really well done. And I think that's like Michael Keaton's like return to like being a badass actor. Even that movie is kind of like weird and confusing. But like it was at least fun. It was kind of like. It, it was easier to follow. But, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's just kind of weird. I think teachers in general are doing their jobs just fine, and I think parents just need to stop being fucking assholes. I mean, like, you're trying to think to yourself, like, oh, man, teachers were so mean to me back then, I'm not going to let them be mean to my kid. I'm like, I would rather have my teacher be so mean to my kid if it made them a better person. Because if my kid's being a little shit in school, and someone saying, hey, your kid's being a little shit in school, I would, of course, be like, oh, what the fuck? Not my kid. Jesus. Because I'd be more so, I'd be mad at myself. I wouldn't be mad at the school. I wouldn't be like, oh, you're telling lies about my little Jimmy? Like, no, I'd be like, what the fuck did that little prick do? That's how I would be because that's the kind of person I am. But it just kind of goes to show that it's like, okay, what the fuck? What? the fuck hate this i hate i hate the idea that these kids are you know they get out of they can basically be little demons and the teacher reprimands them in some really fun and creative ways and then they get in trouble because oh you hurt my little kid's feelings i mean for god's sake there was a kid who got an attention because he was being a little dick this kid's like six or seven years old like he was a pretty young kid and his dad made him like walk to school in the truck well, while he was driving a truck next to him for like a week and I think it was raining out one day and the kid's like seven years old and dad's like nope you're still walking and the mom's like no let him in there was a thing that had happened for a week and someone said you should be reprimanded and your child should be taken away no 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 I was grounded a handful of times literally I can kind of one hand how many times I was probably grounded and they were tra traumatizing. And you know what that made me do? Not do the fucking things I did to make myself get grounded. That's the problem. You let these kids run full range. And they basically are like, oh, oh, like something happens to them. Not my kid. Oh, you should be fired. It's like, why should they be fired? Because they're doing their job. 
They are here to teach your kid. If your kid wants to be a little shit, they have the right to reprimand and discipline that child until they learn that they can't have things their way. Just because you are guilty and you want your kid to basically, you know, have everything they ever wanted, that's up to you. So, yeah, just, I, I think this is a really funny story that I actually spent so much time talking about it because it's like, it really upsets me and it's like, come on, my mom is a teacher and like she's starting a new job in the city and I'm thinking like, I wonder how many helicopter parents she's going to have to deal with because she dealt with a shit ton at her current job and um, I just want to know how much worse it's going to be in like the actual heart of the city or maybe they'll have some more like real like parents or be like, I don't give a fuck what you do to my kid. Just, you know, be gentle with them. I love them, but if they cause trouble, just smack them across the head. Like, That'd be awesome. I don't know. I would love a parent to be like that. Just smack my kid if they're being a pain in the ass. I might tell my my uh, teachers, I'm like, hey, if they're being a jerk, if they really think they're trying to be too funny, and if it's getting in the way of you teaching you and your job to teach the rest of the kids, don't be afraid to single this kid to single my kid out. You know, just in case. I mean, they might be a good. They might be good. But if they want to try to start doing a bad streak, please try to put a plug in that as soon as you can and let me know about it. And I'll try to talk to them outside of school. Like, that's what I want to do. I want my parent, I want my relationship with my kids' teachers, whenever that happens, to be a good one. I want my, I want these teachers to know, like, hey, you have authority. I realize that now being an adult that you guys have a really thankless job. And you guys are absolutely amazing. So thank you for doing whatever you're doing. And I think that should be something that teachers should be more appreciated instead of they're appreciated when they do good things, but they're demonized when they do bad things. And honestly, I would take a million. What the fuck is this? than like being called mentally retarded because I got a high B on a political science test that I barely studied for. And in my opinion, that's a win. <laughs> That is a win right there. Um, and also having my entire art paraded to adults. Then they say, yeah, that can't be Ian. Ian's not that good. Ian doesn't show any signs of improvement of art ever. Like, yeah, look at, look at the alternative versus what your kid actually got. Your kid could have actually had his feelings hurt, especially at a younger age. Cause both of the, cause like, I was 12 and that's like really not that nice. Like I really was like thinking I would like to try to be an artist, but like I have been so discouraged by teachers, which is so ironic when you think about how teachers are supposed to inspire. They were very not inspiring. So I would rather take that on my homework assignment than anything. And I really, I mean, even though I don't want it to happen to my kid, I'm pretty sure if my if a teacher wrote, what the fuck is this? Absolutely no credit. It has to be bad. Why don't you think about, how about you tell your kid to do better in school? But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to talk about how bad parents are. But um, we'll be right back, and I do have some things to talk about. Uh, Doomsday Clock, surprisingly, good things about Doomsday Clock. Here on Truth, Justice, and the Ian Han Way, we'll be right back after these messages. And we're back. Sorry for everyone out there who is probably listening to this and they're all like, well, I never really left. I'm listening. I'm listening pre-recorded and that's good for those who are listening pre-recorded. If you actually want to check us out live for that really awesome radio station feel, check me out every Friday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. That's really the Indiana and Chicago time. So if you guys want to check that out in the Chicagoland area, I'm on at 6 o'clock to 7 p.m. to 7 o'clock p.m. Also, we're all, we're also being uh, rebroadcasted all throughout the station. So just check me out if you ever want to listen to me live. I don't know. I might be just mainly on the weekends. I might have to ask Paul if uh, whatever that's going to be happening. Also, for those who are listening live and you wondering like, hey, I missed this whole first half of the show because, you know, traffic sucked and I didn't have a good enough connection. I didn't have enough Wi-Fi. My bill was up for the month and I didn't have anything, you know, anything. I understand completely. So check us out on many of our different links at apradio.net, where I'm on Apple and Google's playlists, podcasts, I'm sorry, and Spotify. Just go to categories, go to Ian Hand, Drew Justin and Ian Hand Way. I am also on a new show called Weeb Wednesdays, which is also on every Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Central Time again. 
right before thinking outside the box office, a show that I might occasionally show up on, we don't know for sure. But I'm also on UNU Gaming from Saturdays from 1.30pm to 3pm on the Twitch. And also we do have that archived in the podcast. I don't know when those come out. I think everything comes out on Sundays of the following week. But we also have a Twitch live stream from twitch.com slash show. If you want to see me in all my horrifying glory, talk about video games for an hour and a half with Austin and Kyle. So where we, since we were last off, I was talking about just random things I saw throughout the week. The uh, new Rambo trailer and talking about how weird it is to see an old dude do stuff. Kind of touched a little bit about Terminator. A little bit on Mortal Kombat 11, just from the updates of new uh, intros and outros, as well as talking about the updates of DLC. Might be dropping sometime this weekend or sometime next week, right before uh, E3. And if you actually saw the Dana Mines, I'm pretty sure characters like Spawn from Image Comics, the Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger version, the Joker from DC Comics, from DC's comic library. Sindel, Nightwolf, and Fujin from Mortal Kombat Official, and Ash Williams from the Evil Dead series will also be all guest stars in the show. So that is really cool, and I'm actually really excited to uh, see if they're all going to be playable and see if it's all exact, and also to see if there's going to be more characters later on in the franchise for this game. (coughs) Excuse me. <coughs> oh my god. Also, check us out on Lizard Li- check me out on Lizard Liquors every Monday night from 9 p.m. Central to 11:30 p.m. Central approximately. I actually bought the beer for the 18th episode for 18th Street Brewery in Hammond and Gary, Indiana, my favorite brewery. And of course, we had a lot of technical issues, so you know, just be careful on that one. We just had a lot of rain and stuff. We don't know what the hell happened. Um, after this, actually, we're going to have some uh, rewiring with the computer and seeing if there's something that's been going on that has uh, made us all gargly and stuff. So, yeah, we also have a Twitter account here at AP Radio. The Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram is all at AP Radio, the number two. Give us a follow. Give us a like. And also, don't forget to follow me at Twitter. My name is Ian Hand, I-A-N-H-A-N-D, no spaces, the number 11. Come on and join the party. We have a lot of cool stuff going on. I'm starting to get a little bit more uh, political. I really don't want to be, but, you know, I'm just taking some stands on certain uh, things I think are really important. Beyond that, I'm just kind of just having some fun. So, with that being said, let's get right back into the program. And uh, don't forget to uh, follow us. We also would like some more people. Maybe, just maybe, if you want to join the show or have uh, some recordings done, please visit us at info um, at apradio.net. All righty then, people. Let's get back into something I'm actually going to talk something positive about for the first time since this show began. Doomsday Clock. For those who are very familiar with this, I'm sorry for the uh, continuous introduction again, but Sometimes you need to pad the show just a tiny bit, so. Doomsday Clock is the sequel to the 1986 limited series by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' Watchmen, taking basically the groundbreaking idea of superheroes and giving them personal problems. All those personal problems being they're crazy and they do drugs. So basically, they're just like us. So... This 12-issue series started with a really interesting murder and then turned into a crazy government, a crazy conspiracy to destroy the world or something. But if anything, it was to kill a whole bunch of people to save and unite the world. How well is that going to go? Well, in seven years in Watchmen time, it did not go well at all. And Doomsday Clock, it definitely tells the story of how that plan basically backfires. And the only person who can save the world, the blue naked man himself, Dr. Manhattan, can only save the world that we once have once, you know, thrown in the shit. But where was Dr. Manhattan, we're all wondering? Well, it turns out that he had been hanging out in the actual DC Universe proper, causing some ruckus for the last so many years. For those who are avid, vivid comic book readers, we remember the 2011 disastrophe that was the New 52. Now, the New 52, for those who 
are very happy to not really be comic book readers was basically a huge reboot in the entire DC Universe continuity. But it kind of wasn't at the same time. Basically, it was kind of like, let's restart from when Bruce Wayne's parents are killed and Clark Kent is just Kal-El and he gets thrown into the rocket to be sent off Krypton. You know, like you would think how a reboot should go. That kind of didn't happen. So when we read like Batman number one from uh, the new 52, you see stuff like, oh, hey, Nightwing's here. Jason Todd's back as Red Hood. I'm like, okay, what, what, what happened? I thought this was issue one. What the fuck? These characters were around decades apart. Batman was a generational character with generational Robins. Oh, he has a kid here too. So it was kind of like a reboot, but a lazy reboot. It was just like, what if everyone was just younger, but we still had like all the same characters around? It's like, great. So we're not, so we still have fucking Damian Wayne around. That little shit. But, you know, I never get my own way. And it was just really bad. They all made the, the characters younger, snottier. I don't know how they made that work. And they made them very unlikable. I honestly was like, I hate reading anything that's new. And actually it got me to stop reading comics, strictly new comics, for like a solid five or six years. And then 2017 came around, or sorry, I'm sorry, 2016 specifically came around with DC Rebirth. And I was hearing better reviews, but I was still unconvinced. That was until uh, around September 2017 came around with Doomsday Clock coming out in November. The sequel to The Watchmen and the reason why the DC's New 52 slash Rebirth story was actually happening. And I'm like, okay, that sounds really cool. You have now intrigued me further. Let us continue. So the first three issues were actually really cool and set up the mystery really well as a monthly series. And then obviously from delays and just all around problems, they switched to bi-monthly. And I'm like, okay, fine. We can be done by, you know, March of this year. And obviously we're talking about issue number 10. We didn't know that shit didn't fucking happen. So it turned out that Jeff John started putting so much crap on his plate and realized that he didn't even finish his first helping. He has like three or four new things in the works, like Green Lantern, this stupid story about three Jokers existing in the same universe at one period of time. I don't know. I don't care. I just want him to work on my doomsday clock. I guess his plan of basically making me just get so bored of waiting, I decided to read other things. So now I became a big like fan of uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Batman Beyond, Justice League of America, and even Justice League Odyssey. And I'm like, Damn it, Jeff Johns, you made me buy more money, spend more money on comic books. And I'm like, okay, fine, they're all good, but it doesn't make it right what you did. So, finally, issue number 10 of 12 had popped up, and yeah, this was actually a really good one. So, it turns out that Dr. Manhattan, for the longest period of time, showed up to this world in the year 1938 where he met a man named Carver, Carver Coleman. And as a result of that, Dr. Manhattan was trying to focus on one man. And he basically was trying to prophesize through this guy and be able to see into the future and to the past like he always did. And then he was basically trying to meet Superman for the first time in 1938, which is the canonical, which is not the canonical, but the uh, official first appearance of Superman in our time. With that being said, the year 1940 was a really big year because every other superhero was happening. Like, the first Green Lantern, the first Flash, the first Adam, the first Hawkman, and stuff like that. And they were trying to wait for Superman to join the Justice Society of America. And then other things happened, and it turns out the entire team actually was there, and no one has ever heard of Superman. And it starts to get creepy and weird. Then it turns out that, oh, John came, when John, uh, aka Dr. Manhattan, when he came in and he's all like, oh, okay, what's going on? And um, then he realizes that there's other beings that have continuously like relaunched reality and turned Superman further and further away. But as a result of that, from Superman changing, the whole world changes too. 
which is kind of a weird way of saying the metaverse, which is like a whole universe revolving around the single, the single fact in the universe. And in this metaverse, it's Superman and his origin. So in the original timeline in 1938, Superman appears and inspires the rest of the characters of the Justice Society to come together, and they decide to wait for Superman. And then the second time around in 1956, the Justice Society already existed, and then Superman shows up with other people like Batman and stuff like that. And then again in 1986, when the Crisis on Infinite Earth basically decided to have everything be in one continuity, the Justice Society still existed in the 40s. Superman learned of his powers in the late 50s, early 60s, and then became Superman officially in the mid-80s. So Dr. Manhattan discovers all this, and he's all like, wow, that's kind of cool that when someone does something and alters reality, Superman's origin changes, and then as a result, the whole world changes along with it. So Dr. Manhattan tries his own way altering of reality. Since Superman is way too, since you can't go back to the time where Superman inspires the Justice Society, but the Justice Society is inspired to work because of the first member of the Justice Society, which is Alan Scott, the first Green Lantern. How the story goes is in July of 1940, Alan Scott is an engineer who is on a train. The train gets derailed because, you know, 1940s stuff didn't work, I guess. And as a result of the accident, he grips onto a green, lan a magical green lantern that he had no idea what it was about, and it saved his life. Doctor Manhattan comes back in time to 1940 because he can just do that because he's freaking god, I guess. And he pushes the lantern like six inches away from Alan Scott, causing him to die. And as a result of that, we get the New 52 universe where Superman's a freaking prick. And everyone's a prick. It's called a new 52 prick verse. Everyone's a jerk. Everyone's this. Everyone's that. But even so, with the new, with the original Superman coming back from somehow he survived the uh, universe shift because, you know, actually, I don't know. I don't know why. They haven't gotten into that far because I hear like it's because the new 52 Superman is actually dead. And, like, for Rebirth, the original Superman came back. Comic books are fucking weird. <sighs> anyway, so it turns out that Dr. Manhattan basically, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it gets kind of complex and stuff like that. It turns out that Wally West, the original Flash, who was Kid Flash, found out that Dr. Manhattan was meddling in Dr. Manhattan tried to erase him from existence because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's here. And then, of course, thanks to the characters from Watchmen, they find out that he's there. And it's actually kind of interesting that, you know, now he's finally shown himself. He basically one-shotted the entire superhero base of the DC Universe. I mean, like, there was, like, all the magic users, like, all the Earth Green Lanterns. The Flash, Martian Manhunter, and everyone, and then like he basically made them all look like punk ass bitches, and it was actually kind of fun. And that was issue nine. So now it's basically becoming the climactic event between him and Superman, which I'm assuming is issue number eleven going into issue number twelve. I'm actually really excited to see how far that's going to go, but honestly, it's. Like Doomsday Clock's finally getting good, but and again, it took like eight issues for it to finally get like, wow, this is actually really fun and cool. There are still, of course, some questions I do have, like, why does the Mime and Marionette have a purpose? Remember that they kind of kidnapped Comedian, who came back for some reason, and they haven't been seen since issue seven. We have like two issues left. Okay. No one's going to talk about that. I guess no one's going to talk about that. And all I'm really hoping is that the last two issues, you know, are a little bit longer because they're trying to be the whole like, oh, we only have 36 pages to do. I'm like, okay, the original Watchmen story, sometimes they got into like 60 pages. So don't give me that fucking bullshit. Like we need to fill in mandates. I'm like, you guys can't even do 36 pages. Okay. Just try to do something better. I don't know what else to tell y'all. 
But, you know, all in all, this is actually a really good issue and a really good series. Um, it's finally starting to get, like, amazing, which I wanted to be from the first issue. And the first three, again, like, were really good. But, like, four through seven were just kind of, Four through, like, seven, maybe. Maybe seven was starting to get better, but, like, in general, it just kind of got, like, rough. <clears throat> and, yeah, it's just been kind of, like, a slog, but I'm, th I'm finally happy things are getting better. And also, um, I know I'm really late to the party here, but since Batman Beyond is officially 33 issues in, the sixth and most recent Batman Beyond um, series is officially the longest-running Batman Beyond series, and I'm so happy that it's still ongoing. And I can't wait to see how long exactly the series is going to go on. Um... Yeah, the official, the second longest for the longest period of time was the second series that only had 24 issues, which I guess it just showed that a lot of people didn't like Batman Beyond that much. If only I had money back in, like, you know, the 1990s, you know, when I wasn't a child, I would have bought every single issue because it's a really cool uh, series. But I have money, well, I mean, I currently don't have money, but I do have money enough to, you know, buy some Batman issues, so... It's actually a really good series, and um, I like it a lot more than anything else that Rebirth got going on. It's it's really sad when like not mainstream Batman is cooler than <clears throat> is not as cool as like you know hypothetical future Batman. But that's just me. Besides that, I think we're kind of be kind of wrapping up a little early today since you know Doomsday Clock took up a little bit of my time. But let me see if there's anything else we can find in terms of news. It just happened. <laughs> I just saw the uh, teacher said, what the fuck again? Apparently, uh, Batman Last Night on Earth is actually really crazy, and I'm just seeing that apparently he's actually a clone of the real Batman. What the hell is this shit? I guess we're going to talk about weird comic books, I guess. Let me see. So, Batman Last Night on Earth apparently is like this apoptolytic shit about the Dark Knight. And apparently, yeah, Batman's apparently crossing this desert with, like, the Joker's severed head or something. And um, apparently it's Batman, the uh, <clears throat> a clone of Batman or something. It's, like, their final Batman story. Wow, apparently Scott, uh, Snyder is uh, doing the last uh, work for Batman, which he did a lot of stuff in New 52 that was actually worth reading for Batman. Let me see. So apparently it talks about, like, the heroes have been overthrown by people they try to protect after Lex Luthor finally convinced humanity to give into its basest urges. Like, geez. Why would Lex Luthor convince people to do that? So, Green Lantern Corps is gone. Magic is gone. It's ruled by this person called Omega who harnessed the anti-life equation and actually might be an old friend of Batman. Wow. That was crazy. Um, so apparently it's a clone of Batman, which I guess is kind of cool. Um, interesting. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's 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 everyone's been really hyping about this for the last, the last couple of years. It just sounds like it's like the apocalypse, but with Batman. And apparently, there's some dude he's got to fight. I mean, the artwork looks amazing because obviously Scott Snyder and uh, Capullo. I don't know how to pronounce that last name at all. I'm gonna butcher the crap out of its pronunciation. I apologize. Their artwork, their their team together has been really great, and apparently, this is kind of like their last official story together because they're going to be not doing any Batman stuff for a while. Well, she had a really impressive run uh, doing the Dark Knight, so, you know, I'm actually not that angry about it, so... Yeah, that's been uh, <coughs> kind of the thing going on so far. So, I'm actually kind of, like, wondering if I should pick it up, but there are some other things I'm way more curious about. I really want to get more into Justice League Odyssey and stuff like that. 
But um, if you guys are interested in uh, the apocalypse of Batman, especially with like DC East, like uh, it's like deceased, but with DC kind of scrammed in there, it's like the zombie apocalypse with DC characters. I guess because they're trying to do like the whole, well, Marvel did Marvel zombies. We should do that too. I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of just read what I want to read. And I've been really, uh, so far, really liking the stuff I've been picking out, but everything else has been kind of like, kind of flying over my head. And I think I'm going to go down as being one of the like the stingiest and snootiest comic book reviewers ever. It's like, I'm only going to review like these five and then the rest of you can go fuck yourself kind of thing. Who knows? Um, but if anyone has a comic book they want me to review, either old or new, just let me know on my Twitter. I am now starting to do a little bit more comic book based stuff because I feel like that I'm going to return to my roots because the world sucks and entertainment's kind of boring except superheroes. I mean, you know, Game of Thrones has ended, so you know, you guys got to do something. I mean, I'm about the same length as a Game of Thrones episode, except I have better writing because there's no writing in this show. That's right, this is all freeform. I will take my I will take my Emmy now. Is that what they do for TVs? Emmys, right? Okay, I think it's Emmys. Whatever. We're gonna we're gonna call it we're gonna call it an award. I'll, I would take my award. Oh, what do I? I get a Tony. A Marconi. I want a Marconi. I'll take my Marconi. Ian, the idea machine hand. I swear to God, like, um, there was a couple of things I had, like, that came true, like, those ideas I said, and they actually brought them out. I'm like, someone's stealing my ideas. I'm going to start trademarking my shit. And if anyone starts doing stuff, I'm like, hey, I had this idea back on, like, this episode of this radio show, like, this many years ago. I desire, I desire royalties or an award. I will take either, but I would rather have royalties because I got bills to pay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, can you sell Oscars for money or Emmys or anything like that for money? Probably not. Of course not. <laughs> can I melt down the gold? That. Okay. This was the gold of like George Clooney's like Oscar for uh, Batman and Robin because we know he fucking got one. He didn't want to accept it because it was, like I fucking hate Batman. Man. But that, I think with that uh, rambling done aside, I think this will do it for the next episode of Truth, Justice, and Ian Hanway. I hope you enjoyed me talking shit about teachers and uh, helicopter parents and Doomsday Clock. Uh, wait back to next week, and I might actually have some more comics to review. Uh, you know, when uh, a job flies out of my ass and hits me in the face with it and says I have employment. So hopefully that goes out well. Again, don't forget to check me out on all those awesome links I mentioned earlier on in the episode. And don't forget to catch me live every Friday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. I also did the shout out of all the other shows I'm on. So if you guys want to listen to that, just go to APRadio.net and just check out all the shows I'm on. Just search Ian for categories and I might pop up on everything else or I might just pop up on Ian Hand, whatever. Just what? Just listen to stuff on AP Radio. We are really cool. We're always growing, and we would love to have more people listen to us. And with that being said, I will have to say uh, goodbye. So you guys have a great weekend, and I will see you guys next week. Take care, be safe, and enjoy the weather. Hopefully it's not going to rain this weekend. I don't know. I'm not pulling out the weather. That's right. All right. Ian Hand, out.